What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Vantage Point Podcast, where we bring insight, keys, and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm so glad you guys are tuning in, whether this is your first time or 500th time listening to Vantage Point. Welcome, 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 whatever platform you're listening on, whatever, uh, wherever you're listening from, whether it's in the U.S. or global. We're so excited you're tuning in for another installment of Summer Takeover. That's right. Summer Takeover 2023 is in full effect. We were just in the month of June. We had some amazing guest hosts. We themed that month next gen. And man, y'all, I'm so super excited about the theme that we're doing in July. It's something that's very near and dear to my heart, something that I've experienced myself, especially in 2023. And we're talking about Jesus and therapy. That's right, y'all. We're removing the stigmas. We're talking about it. We're talking about not only do we need a savior, but we also need a therapist as well to work through the things that that life happens, right? Life hits, things happen. We're struggling. We're dealing with things. And if you're listening to this, I'm telling you right now, whether you believe it or not, you're dealing with something right? It doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter how big or how small. We all have something that we're dealing with. It could be past trauma. It could be current trauma. It could be anything that, whether it's relationships, addictions, hurts, habits, all of those things. And so we're going to spend the month of July and who knows, maybe even August, we might do a summer takeover extended. You never know. We might extend summer vacation a little bit, but we're going to jump jump into this week's episode and I'm super excited for the guest that we're bringing to you today and I want you to put your hands together wherever you are for Kamir Baker. Thank you guys for having me and being able to have this opportunity to share a little bit more about myself as stated. My name is Kamir Baker And recently I transitioned in my life journey and I started a nonprofit organization. And what we do, we provide educational programs for emotional health, mental health, and just being our better selves. And I'll tell you guys, this passion came from my experiences as I overcame trauma. And it's kind of interesting because when you deal with external stresses, when we deal with life, when we deal with being around people and especially individuals who hurt us, unfortunately, it can really do damage to our bodies, to our emotions, to our way of thinking, how we view ourselves, how we go about our everyday. And I know for myself, I I put on all of these masks. I, I ended up living in a duplicit life because I didn't want people to know about the trauma that I endured. And in the midst of that, I kept all those things to myself. I stuffed them and I didn't deal with the pain and the hurt. And eventually it just wreaked havoc on my body. I had an emotional breakdown. And in the midst of that emotional breakdown, God was like, it is time to release this pain. It is time to release this hurt. And I had to go through a series of just therapy and counseling to learn how to move my brain into a different perspective, move those life experiences to a place where I can heal. And so what we do with the organization, we talk about that healing journey. We talk about just not being afraid of therapy. We talk about just being human because as I stated before, we all have things. People come at us, life comes at us. And when we least expect it, 
it, it hits us and it sometimes it can knock us off our feet. And so the things that I would like to share with you today is something that you can do in your everyday to release the hurt, to bring awareness to your authentic self, to encourage your self-care. And these are principles that are essential. And I don't believe that these principles remove seeking more help. They do not remove getting the support that we need. But what it does, it allows us to tap into that inner being, that that guide that God at times has already placed in us that because of circumstances, we easily overlook. And so I'm going to just go through a couple of these items and you may be like, hey, I already know this stuff. And if you do, well, that's awesome. That means you're on the right track. And this is an opportunity to reinforce all that wonderful information. And the first thing I'm going to talk about is journaling. Journaling is great. It helps to reduce stress and anxiety. It improves communication skills. It strengthens your memory. It tracks growth. And the most important thing, it helps you get out of your head. I don't know if you had experiences where you were replaying things over and over in terms of how you engage with someone, how someone engaged with you, or you replaying what you may consider like failures over and over in your mind and to the point that it impacts your everyday living in terms of how you communicate with others, in terms of how you think about yourself, you may consider yourself just not worth anything. And so being able to journal gives you an opportunity to express what you're dealing with, stop that repeat playing in your brain, and just have an opportunity to get it all out. And I know when I started journaling, in the beginning, it was difficult because I didn't have a connection with my emotions. I didn't have a connection with my feelings. And so as time progressed, things became a little bit clearer. I was able to be more authentic. And as I became more authentic, I began to realize that a lot of those experiences that I've endured really wasn't my fault. And being able to journal was gave me the opportunity to see the elements and take ownership of things that I should take ownership of and to not take ownership of so that I was not going around beating myself up. And I will tell you, because of that traumatic childhood, because of those experiences and reliving trauma, I had moments where, in general, I just stopped breathing. I had no idea that I wasn't breathing. But because I wasn't breathing, of course, anxiety filled up. And in the midst of that anxiety, it became more difficult for me to manage my emotions. It became more difficult for me to slow down. And instead, I will be filled with rage. And that anger, when it pumps up, oh, it can really hurt individuals, not only yourself, but those who are around you. And so I had to learn how just to breathe, just to slow down and say, man, let me just breathe through some circumstances. And one of the techniques that I use for breathing and getting my mindset and being focused on breathing is the four, seven, eight technique. And basically what you're going to do is empty your lungs of air. Just exhale completely. And then you're going to breathe in quietly through your nose for four seconds. You're going to hold your breath 
for seven seconds and then exhale forcefully through your mouth, pushing your lips, making that whoosh sound for eight seconds. And you're gonna do this four times. And it's amazing of what happens when you allow yourself to breathe. It takes pressure off your brain. It opens things up. You're allowed to think a little bit more clearly. And you really began to feel a, a sense of release in your body. So take it from me, someone who had to work through anxiety, someone who had to work through re trying not to repeat trauma and being able to be more cognizant of my body, this 478 technique on breathing, it does wonders. So it is, and I tell people all the time, it's free. You don't have to pay anybody to do this. Another thing that really helped me as I was working through my traumatic experiences and working through being with the therapist is I will go to a therapist, feel great, and then afterwards be completely depleted. And why? Because I'm working through all those emotions, I'm bringing back up experiences. And during that time, it, it does add more weight to my being. So similar to the, the breathing where is an opportunity for me to exhale. Another one is just exercising. Yes, when we exercise, we really do get those happy endorphins. And this works wonders. And I don't know if you listened to the Adele interview back in the day with Oprah. And one of the things that she talked about was that, because Oprah asked, well, how did you lose all that weight? And Adele was like, I wasn't focused on losing weight. I was just trying to manage my anxiety. And one of the ways that I was able to manage it was by weightlifting and hiking. And so in that release of ex extending her body, she got the benefit of actually losing weight. But that exercise was just there so that she could manage her anxiety. And I was like, well, if Eldeo can do it, I know I shouldn't be ashamed to go out there and lift my weights. And I'll tell you, I enjoy pumping my weights when there's those moments where I need a little extra sense of clarity. I pick them up. I'm huffing and puffing. And when I'm done, I do feel 10 pounds lighter. And my body does feel happier because it was able to exert itself. And my brain wasn't focused on my problems. It was focused on just being in that moment. And as I was in that moment, it gave me the opportunity to release some of that hurt and bring awareness to who I was as an individual. Another important element, which everybody done heard, but we don't do it, is our diet. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many bad days I done had where I wanted to come home and I just eat all this crazy stuff. And for a moment, I say about 10, 15 minutes, you do feel better. But then about 20 minutes, that's when your body kick in to be like, well, what did you just give me? You know, you're not supposed to be eating all that crazy. And then you feel kind of more sluggish. Your brain is messed up because you didn't give it some good brain food. So a diet, your diet, eating clean foods really does help brain function. And as I stated before, doing that work with a therapist, dealing with those emotions, we're triggering our brain in a certain way. And so it requires a little extra nourishment in the way and how we eat really does help with that nourishment. Another important factor, when I was working through my personal issues, I don't know about you, 
But there's a moment where you're like, I'm not going to ever talk to people again because people cause problems and they just been hurting me. And in the midst of that, what happens? You become a little bit more inward focused. You just think about yourself. And unfortunately, when you're consumed with yourself, what I call that whole navel gazing, you repeat all the things that happen to you. You repeat all of the circumstances and you think through it and lo and behold, before you realize it, you're in more of a rut. And why is that? Because God didn't design us to be by ourselves. And in this part of my journey, one of the things that I had to get back to was a first allowing God to be safe for me. I, I think most people, when they experience some kind of pain, we either think, God, are you still with me? Are you watching this? Are you going to help me out of it? When are you going to lift this burden off of me? And, and then in the midst of that, we can become afraid to be with him because we think he's not with us. And so relationships are key in that healing process, but it's even more key when we are able to reunite with God, go back to the Bible, look at his promises, re-engage with how much he loves us, re-engage that he has a plan for our lives, re-engage that he has hope for us, re-engage that he will do anything for us, even if it means allowing us to walk through this painful journey. I would like to say that I will, you know, you want to be able to say that when things are going well, we're real tight with God. But sometimes in our human nature, when things go well, we get consumed with what things go well. And suffering, it brings us back to the foot of the cross. It brings us back to God's feet. And it brings us back to saying, okay, God, what are you asking of me during the situation? How, how can I listen to you better? Because I got all these demons going on in my head. The, the evil one is coming after me. How can I combat not only my own feelings, but the enemy whispering that I'm not worth anything? And one of the things that I learned in my personal journey is when I cried out to God, when I got on my hands and knees, and when I was being honest with him, sharing my pain, not being afraid to allow him to see me broken, those were the times where I began to hear his voice and where I began to get that gentle whisper, where I began to be able to understand that I'm created through him and for him and to be able to understand that I'm loved by him. And even this morning, because it's not a once for all journey, we always have those moments where we have to be reminded that we are his beloved. And even this morning in my time with him, as I was reading and praying through my Bible, through my word, God had to remind me that his love for me is complete because I go by what I see. And what I see is I want a human being. And God is like, I'm more than that. And I want to be more than that for you. And because, of, because I'm more than that for you, you are complete in me. So that, that first part of that relationship rebuilding, as you're beginning to learn what a safe person is, the first safest person is God. And being able to crawl to him and being able to cry out to him and allowing him to dry your tears and even allowing him to open up your eyes so you can see beyond the pain. 
Sometimes our pain is so powerful that we can't see beyond it. There's no hope. And in that midst of not having hope, we just get into a place of complete despair. And so those are those moments where we have to pray and ask, God, I need some hope today. God, I need some courage today. God, I need to see you today. Please open up my eyes so I can see who you are. And God loves those type of prayers. He loves when we are seeking after him. And you know what he does? He said, yes, I'm going to be fine. That's the best hide and seek game you can ever play because he's going to find you and he's going to start doing things and working in your life and showing up in ways that you didn't think was possible, all because you were willing to humble your spirit and say, God, I need you and I need your help. So, okay, we got to the place of being safe with the Lord. Now, how do we get back to a place of being safe with people? Because we all know those people that are driving us crazy. And just like when you are looking for a job, there's work involved. You just don't show up and you, you put on your best clothes. You make sure you got your little interview questions together. And you're, you're, you're intent. You, you're intent on winning the person over. But what about taking that same mindset with looking for a safe person in your life? It's not necessarily you dress up for them. You actually dress down because you want them to be able to see your authentic self and how they will respond to you. If they don't respond in genuineness and care and willing to listen, then that's not the right safe person. And it's okay. Not everybody is meant to be that person in your life who's going to help you through that journey. But it doesn't also mean that you stay isolated and alone so that the enemy is beating up your thoughts. So there's a balance. There, there's work involved. You don't get, usually, if you're, if sometimes, unless you're really exceptional, but sometimes you don't get that job on the first try. You got to keep going after it. You go to another interview. You learn more skills about how to communicate, making sure you know more about the company. That's the same. You take more time. Let me go learn more about this person. Can they be that safe person for me? And even if it's not in your peer group, that is totally fine. You can take the next step and reach out to a coach or a counselor or therapist. And in that, you want to look for people who can extend grace who knows how to forgive other people and teach you how to forgive other people and is united in Christ. Every time I went to a therapist, I prayed that God would lead me to the right person who can mend my wounds, who can help change my thought process because my thought process was kind of funky. And so I needed help and someone who had the tools to guide me through that thought process to get me re-centered in Christ. And the key piece is recenter in Christ. And if this person is not able to recenter, that is not the right person. And that's okay. Why? Because not everyone is equipped to deal with your deep-seated issues. But that does not mean that you stop looking for that right source. Okay, I think I talked enough about that one. That one is that one actually can be its own little episode in terms of relationships and finding safe people and how to persevere through them. Because even though they make us mad, we still kind of need the people. But again, I'm talking about it too much. Let, let me keep moving forward. Another element that is so important as you take this healing journey 
is practicing self-care. Yes, take your grown-up time out. Do fun things. Do something to offset being in a stressful week. So many times when we're bombarded with so many emotions, the last thing we think about is doing something fun. And the last thing we think about is setting ourselves up to laugh. And I, I know there was a period in my life where I just went on YouTube to, to watch comedians just so I can laugh and get out of my brain, get out of those traumatic experiences and fill it up with something that's good and rich and powerful. So practice self-care. It may be simple as just taking a hot bath and in a hot bath, just be giving your body the opportunity just to decompress or a hot shower. Or it could be just spending 15 I will say even 30 to an hour off of social media and, and just spending time in God's word and allowing him to replenish your spirit. But figure what works for you and just do it. So many times we just don't do it. But as that commercial said, just do it. And here's another one. Sometimes as we work through our self-care, we can easily overprioritize ourselves. We can get into some event here, some event there, some event there, and wear ourselves out. But what about if we prioritize that emotional and mental health? What about if I'm doing that self-care, making sure that I'm getting replenished? But after being replenished, you go out and you reconnect so that the enemy doesn't play with your thoughts and your experiences. The, the last item that I want to share is meditation. Being able, again, to slow down and hear something different. There's many meditation things that are out there that, that fills you up with affirmations. Sometimes we just need to hear goodness over and over again. I know for myself, when I do my meditation time, it's actually scriptures. God gives me theme scriptures for the year. And every Sunday, it's me and him. And I'm calming myself down, blocking everything out, putting my scriptures on, working on my breathing, and just giving myself the opportunity to rest in him. And while I'm resting in him, he's resetting me. And you know what? I did say that was the last option, but I just realized that there's still some good things that I want to put out for you. And that is being able to practice gratitude. Sometimes, like I said, when you got that crazy repeat on, it's hard to see the good. And so you have to be intentional in seeing the good. And one of the things that I started doing was keeping like a little, well, at the time, I guess I'm about to show my age, but I was keeping a little journal and I would write down those little things that happened throughout the day where I felt taken care of, where I felt seen, where I, where I saw God show up. And I would write it down now because technology, you can use your phone, make it even easier. But write down those things as a reminder so that you're staying connected with God and you're staying connected that he has a purpose for you and he's still working on your behalf. And sometimes we're not able to see it because we're caught in the wrong thing. But if we're able to be deliberate and look for the positive, man, it just does something awesome. Another good one that I wanted to share is 
being okay with having emotions. I don't know about you, but there were moments where I just really did want to stop crying. And so I would just do things to try to turn off my emotions because I thought that I would be able to enjoy life better. So I'm not saying have your emotions pour so crazily that you have no self-control and you're all over the place to the point that you cannot function. That is not what I'm suggesting. But what I'm suggesting is not looking at your emotions as being right or wrong, as judging yourself because of those emotions, as well as stuffing them because you don't want to be judged by them. And what happens is when you internalize it, it goes back to your body, it beats up your body, and then it comes out in the way that you least expect, and it can be hurtful to those around you. So don't criticize yourself for saying that I'm sad today. Don't criticize yourself for having to cry today. But once you go through that process and allowing your body to reprieve itself emotionally, get reconnected to the source, that being God, get reconnected to your self-care, get reconnected to those safe relationships so that you can healthily process those emotions and be able to get to that next level that you want to be in. And as I stated before, don't be afraid. Find a life coach, get a counselor, have someone in your life where you can be authentic to yourself. And all of these items that I've just expressed are items that I repeatedly put in my daily life because even though I've done the work, got the help that I need, I'm still human and I'm still here on this earth and I still need to manage myself. And these are all elements that will help you manage yourself, help you to be authentic to yourself and keep you on that journey of healing, keep you in that path of allowing God on that journey with you. And as I stated before, there's so much power where I might not stated it, I'm going to state it now, but there is so much power when we are able to heal with God. Thank you guys for having me on Vantage Point. Again, my name is Kimir Baker. The organization that I'm a part of is called J Intelligence Network. It's a long one. We go by J Intel for short, J-I-N-T-E-L.org. That's where you can find us. I hope this has been beneficial to you. I know that these are items that has always been beneficial to me. And I just wanted to share it and, and bring it to your being, your understanding, your your journey. And, and in the midst of all that, I want you to know that God loves you. He has a purpose for you. Don't give up. Don't be afraid. And allow him to love you because you are his beloved. Thank you. Thank you.